0: Now. And welcome, everybody, to another comics edition of the AnimaniCast. Hey, Gat, this is Pinky, and you're listening to AnimaniCast. You know why? Because you're going to take over the world! Narf! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Animaniacast. This is the podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series Animaniacs, as well as other shows in the Rugerverse, such as Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky and the Brain, and Freakazoid. And today, we are once again reviewing another fabulous Animaniacs comic book. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother, Nathan. You want fries with that? <laughs> and a... And across the country, Georgia, is not Kelly, because Kelly couldn't make it to... But that doesn't sound like Kelly at all. No! We have have a special guest with us north of us, uh, in another part of the country, uh, all the way in Salt Lake City, the saltiest place on Earth, I'm sure. It's... uh, It's... You uh, you may know him as an artist, an illustrator. You may know him as a guy who does a lot of the awesome artwork for uh, the Twisted Tunes, uh, you know, sessions over there and in, in different Comic Cons. Remember those things? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but or you may and you may also know him as uh, Jess Harnell's favorite artist. Oh, yes, that's me. That's yes, right. It's <laughs> it's Mark Aaron. Hello, hey. Mark. Hello. <laughs> Yes, Mark is a, that's art, folks on Twitter and everywhere th- else. Everywhere
1: else, and mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Since we know nothing about art, so this will be <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> enjoy. We'll just be like, eh. I'm
2: filling in for Kelly today. Yes.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> we figured we better get somebody who actually knows what they're talking about when it comes to artwork because Nathan and I just go, oh, I look pretty, and that's <laughs> all we really know. Colors, they good. Yeah. <laughs> but uh mark here has is a fantastic artist and of course has been putting up some of his really great artwork uh i mean i think your your style of animaniacs he knows not only the classic style but of course now you've been really you've i think you've perfected the the reboot style as I'm well i'm still
2: tweaking that still i can tweaking. do the original with my eyes i have to look at the new ones to do it i haven't got them committed to memory yet <laughs> there are some people that have and they're amazing at it. I still have to have reference. Yes. Uh, the, the nose is this way further, the the browser this little I just haven't quite got it yet, but
0: I'm working <laughs> on it. Well, it, it's really fantastic. Of course, uh, one of my favorite pieces that yet you did was of course the the pinky in the brain one uh, mm-hmm. that we were lucky enough to get uh, signed by Maurice LaMarche and Rob oh, Paulson yeah. and Peter Hastings as well. One of these days I'm going to get Tom's autograph on that as well because Beautiful. Uh, I'd, I'd love to get Tom's autograph right on the planet. If, uh, if you guys haven't seen uh, what, the, what I'm talking about, it's, uh, it's a really great print and it uh, features, of course, Pinky the Brain with their giant magnet on top of the Earth mm-hmm. uh, pulling uh, Saturn. Yeah, it was my Earth.
2: recreation of the opening of the show.
0: Yes, it's a great uh, – it's like a great three-piece uh, one right there. And, of course, uh, one of my uh, – he also does one of my favorite mashups that you've created is uh, Doctor Who, uh, mm-hmm. which is Scrooge McDuck uh, mm-hmm. as a David Tennant, uh, uh, which uh, – Doctor Who, uh, which is just He fantastic. has a copy of that one. He does. He does. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's great.
2: I gave him one had him sign it had for me i gave one to him signed and oh. he was at a panel the following week somebody asked him uh, if you any of your two characters could cross over and meet which do you think it should be and he said scrooge and doctor who and i totally take credit for him coming up with that idea
1: <laughs> <laughs> as
0: well you should uh, so yes, it's really a pleasure to have you on here because, of course, you've been a great friend of our show for a long time. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, giving giving us, uh, you know, some some always great feedback for you know listening to, to episodes, and of course, you you've known Jess and you, Maurice and Rob and everything through the conventions and everything mm-hmm. for the past few years and and everything. So, how's it been like to actually to get to meet these uh, these people like Jess behind the the scenes and stuff like that, know him as a person?
2: Um, well, I started out just as a, an idiot fanboy. And the first two I met was Rob and Jess. And, uh, Jess was mind-blowingly polite. You never know quite what to expect. I mean, you see what he looks like and you get a pretty good idea. He's, he's very exuberant and out there. <laughs> and, uh, I ran into him the next day at the same panel, just walking around the hall and he turns and goes, Hey Mark, how you doing? And I stopped like, What? You name remembered me? <laughs> Who? And I've just kind of you know, we'd bump into each other at the I mean, well, we would bump into each other. We go to the conventions, I go up to see him and he remembered me every time. And whenever I go, I give them an original print. That's kind of my that was my way to stand out and go, Hey, look at me, I did a thing for you. And <laughs> It got to the point where every time I'd see Jess, he'd just say, you know, where's my drawing? (laughs) I I didn't draw one this time. Well, you still got to come say hi. I'm like, all right, sorry. But every time I see him, where's my drawing? Where's my drawing? Now he just sends me pictures. He emails me, draw this for me, make this for me, paint that for me. Um, But uh, It's been a lot of fun. I've been really lucky to get to know these guys, and they're all just really amazing guys. (laughs) Uh, Maurice LaMarche, you know him. He's absolutely lovely and darling, and I've been doing some work for him. When we get back to comic Coning again, a lot of the artwork that... Some of the artwork that he'll have at his table and others will be stuff I've drawn.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's fantastic.
2: I did one, uh, Hugh Tasmania, from Tasmania for him, and he loved it so much. He's like, can I have this? Could I... (laughs) print <laughs> could i use this like, yeah sure why not
0: that's fantastic well and yeah and what and what about rob like how what how, what is your experience with him been
2: i have a story about rob i'll never tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> my my first experience with him i absolutely stuck my foot in my mouth and embarrassed myself horribly so I'll never share that story, <laughs> at least not <laughs> Until where microphones today. are no. recording. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but my next meeting with him was much better. I don't even think Rob remembers it, so no. I, I have no reason to bring it up. <laughs> but uh, my next meeting was much better, and we do our charity event. You helped us promote that mm. two years ago now. Yeah, my, yeah. My, last year to me is still 20 it, 19 I don't count. It was such
0: a, yeah exactly. 2020 is a, a, yeah. a mulligan. We don't count it.
2: Right. But uh <laughs> he's just sweet and kind and I've I've become friends with his son and we've worked on some projects together and so I've just kind of been lucky.
0: Well, uh we're lucky to have you on but but let me see. We 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 have a very special thing that I'm making up right now mm-hmm. and it's called You're just making it up. Yeah, it's called something <laughs> that I've just made up and here's the title. It's called, What's Your Favorite? And Nathan, it's time for the What's Your
1: Favorite theme song. Do you want to know what the favorite thing is? Because I can tell you what's the favorite.
0: Very good. Uh, Yes, Mark, we're going to go over uh, favorite favorite things about Animaniacs, okay? Favorite things. Mm -hmm. And so just some very simple kind of thing. Do you have a a favorite episode of Animaniacs? Oh, I
2: knew that was what you were going to ask. Yes. Um. <laughs> honestly, uh, is it? The the the. Might be the first one. Is that the monkey songs in the first one? Yes. Uh, that's got the good night Warners. Yes. With Jim doing his. Good night moon, good night stars. Wow,
1: that's really good. That's really good. <laughs> I was practicing like, course, that over the pandemic.
2: Yes. <laughs> and uh, that's probably my favorite episode. Uh,
0: it is a very very strong one and it's definitely I think it might be I think we talked about it before. It may be growing up the one I probably saw the most for some mm-hmm. reason. I think we had at the
2: beginning of the VHS
0: tape. Yeah, exactly. I think that might be it. <laughs> it started off the VHS tape and you recorded it and there mm-hmm. you go. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really one of those perfect episodes. Even freelance animation couldn't mess up that one. No, <laughs> uh, it's it's that good. Uh, do you have a favorite animaniac? Yeah, which one?
2: I'm a little biased. I'm his favorite artist.
0: <laughs>
2: He's my favorite Warner. So Wacko has always been my favorite. Okay. Uh, the directors. Pretty high up on my list,
0: uh, Mr. Director, of course. Mr. Director, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm,
2: very good. Uh, when the original run of the show, Pinky and the Brain, were not my favorite. They kind of had to grow on me. Interesting. I Interesting. to me they were who are these obnoxious little rats that are getting in the way of the Warners? I just I wanted that cartoon to be over so I could see more of Wacko Yakko and Dot's hijinks. <laughs> I've changed my tune. I enjoyed them more, but at the time they were not my priority
0: all right and and finally the, the the last question of course is uh which which one is the genius and which one is insane in your opinion
2: um i think you can be both i think brain is clearly insane and pinky is genius enough to hide how much
1: of a genius he is so that he can foil brain's plans interesting okay so- I think the song is wrong to say that one is a genius and one is insane. I think that... <laughs> it's somewhere in the middle. Ultimately, yeah. They're so, so obviously both geniuses that they can both talk as mice. Is... I
2: said, you can be both. Don't discriminate.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, today we are
0: talking about a comic that features not only the Warners, but mm. also not only and also Katie Kaboom. But right. also Pinky and the Brain are in this issue as well. We're going to be talking about issue number twenty-two of the classic Animaniacs comic. The cover date on this is February of nineteen ninety-seven. So, oh, what a year! Nineteen ninety-seven. I was about to. I was, was getting in my senior year of high school then. Especially I I'm was old. one year out. Yes. Uh, so this is this is a, a pretty solid comic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, especially after reading the, uh, the previous, uh, few where the, like issue number 21 has a a great cover featuring Wacko and and it's, but everything else inside of that comic is just, is that so, that he lost so,
2: his funny or broke his funny? It, it,
0: yes. Okay. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's depressingly bad. Oh. Uh, but this one is, uh, relatively, uh, solid, uh, uh, if someone were to ask you about this comic in just a few words, uh, what would you say,
1: Nathan? Um, I'll say uh, it has Pinky in the Brain. I say it has <laughs> The Warners. I say it has Katie Kaboom. Um, I say there's not a lot of fat to trim. I don't know.
2: <laughs> That's Yeah.
1: Hey, Mark, what about you?
2: I think it was pretty solid. This was my first Animaniacs comic. So I was actually impressed pretty much all the way around. I I enjoyed the art a lot. They put a lot of work into it. It's beautifully done. Uh, I thought the Pinky and the Brain story was solid. It felt like it could have been on the show. Yeah. And I felt the same with Katie Kaboom.
0: Well, let's go over. This is the world domination to go is the Pinky and the Brain uh, title, and then the Katie Kaboom one is called Baby Boomer, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and of course, uh, the Warner segment is called Career Flop Opportunities. This is, as it says on the cover of the issue, this is a special employment issue, and. Uh, <laughs> And this is an issue if you want to find – if you want to read this yourself, of course you can you can find it uh, usually on the online real Re- Re- realtors realtors? No not, not don't buy a house. Retailers <laughs> uh, or eBay or stuff. The, the looking at the value before the, the episode the value is around three dollars. Uh, or there are uh, less legal ways to, to read it as well. There are people who have scanned it in various different places around the internet. But as we always say here on the anime cast, uh, uh, reader beware! Yeah, Because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, pop-up ads, and now of course they're saying like, I'd oh, like to know your exact location. Uh, no, uh, I'd I like to. That. I know. It's like I'd like to uh, track you through other apps. It's like no, I just want to read a comic book. So you know, just just be just My, be. Might try to
2: introduce me to. Russian girls looking yeah. to meet Americans.
0: So you never know; you might find love while reading a uh, anime mm-hmm. comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, at any rate, let's get right into our discussion, and we're going to start off uh, uh, with uh, with the first one, and it's called World Domination to Go. Wait, we're starting with the first one. Yeah, go figure. Mm-hmm. We're going <laughs> to begin at the beginning. <laughs> the beginning. World Domination to Go was written by Dana Curtin. The penciler was Walter Carzon. The inker was Mark DiCarlo, letterer John Costanza, and the colorist was Joe Mignot. And Mark, you're our guest. Why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, what is this World Domination to Go story all about?
2: Uh, well, you know, it starts about in the, in the cage in Acme Labs, and the brain has a little plan. I don't know if you're familiar with this plot line at all.
1: Um, wait, slow down, slow down. Wait. No. <laughs>
2: Two mice, cage, laboratory. Okay. All right. Okay. all right. W- w- you with me? Yes. So far, <laughs> right. so good. And uh, Brain's big plan, in short, is, uh, how does he put it? Uh, making some super technical fancy thing. But he needs the grease from a uh, fryer, from a burger joint to help he, make it.
0: Yes, because the grease has never been changed. or the, Something about yeah. the FD, FDA has put up a thing saying the grease hasn't been changed in like 10 years or something. And it's very bouncy, right? <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's bouncy and, grease.
2: Yes. And so their plan is to go get jobs working in fast food and brain on, only the most qualified – best employee gets the job of handling the grease when the FDA shows up. So brain wants to work his way up the ranks so that he can be responsible for that. So they can hijack it as part of his plan. And unfortunately that's not what happens at all. Not at all. No, they go to the burger, which looks like a wonderfully place, very delicious, high quality food. (laughs) And, uh, as you might expect, Pinky gets promoted, like, right away, straight to the top. Brain ends up in the back cleaning, and he He gets to make burgers, and he's not very good at it. They treat him like he's special. They're like, yes. oh, you're simple. We got to dumb things down for you, don't we?
0: Yeah, they keep saying he's ch- he's, quote, unquote, challenged. Yeah, that's right. That's the word. And that, that, of course, makes Brain very upset, but they always talk very slow to him. Mm. <laughs> like, put the cheese over here, and then mm. put T- this. Tomato on top it. of the lettuce.
1: Yeah. If you, like <laughs> yes. And
2: and he loses it. At, at, as it, Al is the guy training him. But meanwhile, Pinky's working the register, and he's doing fantastic. And he's already been promoted, like, a couple of times as they go through. And guests come in, they end up, or let's see, Brain ends up getting to run the, the till because now Pinky's in charge and he tells him to, and guests are coming in trying to order and Brain keeps messing it up. That doesn't go well for him. <laughs> and he he proclaims, I will never be demoted again. And then he gets yelled at. <laughs> but Oh no, he goes, he's succeeding. He gets promoted, but he's still not happy about it because Pinky's <laughs> still his boss. And then the FDA shows up, and so his plan can go into effect. And when the FDA goes to do their thing, the highest, most qualified employee, which is now Brain, does not get to do the whole the one job that he wanted to set out to do. He's too valuable of an employee, so they give it to Al because Al's an idiot, and they don't. He's 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 expendable. The brain
0: is now not. Yes. Mm. Which, which, by the way, Al. So Al's job is what to get rid of the grease. I'm assuming. Yep. So yeah. I love how Brain had this idea that he's going to, to, you know, he used to be the one getting rid of the grease. You can watch this shot of Al like trying to get rid of this huge vat of grease. This vat of grease weighs like apparently 200 pounds. I don't right. know how. I don't know how the Brain was going to be able to get this vat of grease out if he had, in fact, done it. <laughs> You know, well, it's right. the same
1: like when he took gold out of uh, Fort Knox or something. Exactly. Just, how are you going to yeah.
0: get – yeah, the, the weight. He <laughs> has trouble with weight. Yeah. yeah he you, you could have these great big plans and yet the, the whole idea of I only weigh a few ounces and that weighs right. 200 or 300 pounds. Well, he's like, he's
2: like a chihuahua. They don't know how small they are. They think they're <laughs> tough and can handle anything.
0: That's true.
2: Brain's the same way. His ambitions outweigh his height and actual size. So, <laughs> so he so,
0: so he basically needs to try to get demoted, right? So he yeah. starts trying to mess up everything.
2: Yep. He's, he's trying to screw things up and Pinky's telling him, oh, that's not going to get you demoted. Oh, nope, that's not going to do it, brain. And he's just kind of brushing him off. Oh, yawn. Nope, nothing's going to happen. Uh, something about special
0: sauce. <laughs> he spits brain even spits in the special sauce. And oh, that's right. Pinky says, Oh, you know, that's the, you know, it, he, <laughs> brain, he says, brain, that's Al no already ch- showed
2: me what makes yeah, he, the, the sauce <laughs> so special. Yeah. So this is
0: something that <laughs> Al already does at the place. So that's already kind of gross, right. incredi- incredibly gross that people are spitting
1: in the special sauce at this place,
2: but he knocks over a broom and that's
1: where everything goes haywire. He finally gets demoted, though, so that's the good news. (laughs) But it's too late.
2: It's too late. Poor Al's coming out of the fryer, trips over the broom, and the freezer was up, and that was one of the ways he tried to get demoted, was opening the freezer so all the food would spoil. Yes. And Pinky, again, just poo-pooed him on that. But as Al is coming out of the fryer room, he trips over the broom and throws the entire vat of grease into the freezer. And... I can't even pronounce denature the fat prematurely. Yeah, this is I, quickly, Pinky. We must flee. The cold will denature the fat prematurely. I guess
1: denature? It, the dena- fat? Ah, see, words are hard. Yeah, I know. I'm like, was a like, which to,
0: to to denature means to take away or alter the natural qualities of, ah. like make alcohol unfit for drinking by the addition of toxic or foul tasting substances. Or the second de- definition here on uh, Google says, or to put a vat of grease into a freezer, which makes it bounce.
1: Oh my gosh. Hey! What, what a coincidence. No. We should have looked this up
2: first. Oh man. What was going <laughs> Let's on. start over. Joey, no, start us <laughs> over. <No. laughs> but yeah, so that's what it does. It makes the, the grease in the freezer and everything bounces and it's wrecking the burger joint and. Wah, wah, wah. Pink, but pinky gets his first paycheck and he's quite happy about it
0: yes the so pinky get, get a, even though they get covered with grease
1: mm-hmm. pinky gets a paycheck at the end i mean they they got a bunch of grease like that's kind of what they're after anyways <laughs> yeah not so, enough though <laughs> right yes <I guess. laughs>
2: he needed all the
1: grease he needed all the grease. I like how every time their plan's like well we got to get a new plan because that one didn't so this is like just he get never... more money or get more things get. like <laughs> cuz i didn't get enough money i'm in jeopardy right uh, i got to get a whole new plan now he like, doesn't
2: learn his lesson and go you know <laughs> if we just tried what we did last week but a little safer a little harder
0: yeah, yeah it has it scraps the plan each time cause, mm-hmm. i mean what could you imagine actually an episode of picky the brain that actually did do that that would be like so like so weird <laughs> Remember last week? Well, this time. We're going to do it again. So this
1: time we still need money for the same (laughs) thing. So this is a different way to get money. It starts
2: with, I know what I did wrong last time, Pinky
1: a full
0: season of just the same idea but yeah. just it keeps going wrong each time i actually yeah. actually now that i think about it that actually might be kind of interesting i think
1: that's kind of how they would do it like in a lot of series nowadays so they do like oh this is your season like this season this is your plan that would be, season, the entire
2: season would be them building to the final plan that would take 10 minutes of the
0: final episode <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I really like the cover. Let's start with the cover of this uh, mm-hmm. issue. It, I really do like the cover. Pinky looks huge. It's mm-hmm. him standing in front of a counter, saying, "Would you like fries with your comic?" Mm-hmm. And uh, it's you know, it's it's great because it's a great lead in right into the issue. Uh, I mean, really, just uh, Walter Carzon, who is who, he's way, fantastic. It really is. Really I is fantastic.
2: Never heard of? Him. I went and looked him up, and now I'm following him on Instagram. After yeah. I read this, i have just. He's he's amazing.
0: I highly suggest people follow him on Instagram. Uh, he makes some really fantastic art. He's even selling some of his prints, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, every now and then. So, And he really does know how – he has a great style for drawing the Warners that is a classic style, but yet dynamic enough where you haven't seen them in these poses before. Right. Uh, so he's – and especially with Pinky the Brain, he had a really great one that he did uh, right at the beginning of covid where it was uh Pinky and the Brain wearing masks saying we shall defeat covid from trying to take over the world or something like that and it was just such a just such a cool thing so he's he's still doing it folks he's doing a fantastic job and he really the art in this first uh issue the first part of the issue is really fantastic um
2: Yeah I think it's great I want the the world domination panel do you want fries with that I want that on a t-shirt of Pinky and the Brain wearing their uh service outfits i think the uniforms i think that's fantastic
0: <laughs> yeah it it really is cool and uh well anyway let, let's talk to nathan uh, did you see anything in this first part of the story that you you kind of stood out that was humorous or something otherwise
1: uh there's a lot of uh, gross things happening in the uh in the comic uh <laughs> yes so uh, I liked that they showed the Pinky and the Brain escaping from the their cage because they don't always show that. Yes. He gets like a little Yeesh. magnet. And I like how Brain is having so much trouble with the customers and how it transitions from one customer to the next where each one seems to be having similar issues. Like the first one thinks he can't speak English and then he's... He, you, you think he's still talking to that same woman almost saying like, yes, I speak English. Yes. But he's actually now talking to this person that is upset that he's not smiling. And then he's smiling. And then uh, this person's upset that he's smiling too much. So it's just like, all the issues it's kind of funny.
0: Just- yeah, exactly. He can't do anything. No yeah. matter how he tries, he can't do anything right. Um, and he uses
2: big words and she doesn't understand it and <laughs> thinks he's speaking a foreign language. A foreign language, yeah. Yeah,
0: I I do I mean I did think I did think that some of the uh things about the um you know again, what are they what's the term they use right here challenged? I do think the humor of the uh let's talk slow for this challenged person. I don't think that would necessarily fly today uh (laughs) with it uh i mean if you played it right and you really kind of upped the satire of it to show that you're actually making fun of the people who were doing that maybe but i thought the whole uh, aspect of 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 he's challenged so let's talk slow for this person uh and and also which also kind of like Pulls to the kind of stereotype that only those who are challenged could work in fast food. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of, I mean, I kind of got that that kind of subtext going on. Uh, I when think I was what they're this. playing
2: with is the stereotype of what you think people or what, yeah. you know. But the characters are all clearly she's dumb as dirt because she can't understand what he's saying
0: exactly. And that's uh, and that's where it, the it, satire it, is coming. actually
2: playing on the customers and not so much them. It's, it's, well.
0: As we've as we've discussed with uh, Tom Ruger, you know, in our commentaries and stuff, is that is that the people in these these in Pinky and the Brain cartoons are literally the the stupidest people on earth. Right. <laughs> I mean, to to look at the brain and just think like, oh, this is a person, and not bat an eye, it, you know, you have to be pretty dumb. Uh, to to to, yeah, that's to just cartoon do logic. It's
1: cartoon logic, and boy oh boy, it's even strong. stupider than the Chicken Boo people. Just... I know you would think
0: like <laughs> Chicken Boo people are, are already. At least he's dumb. like
1: human sized, and he's <laughs> like
0: that's David Crockett. Although they did have
1: they did have a
0: uh, an interesting line where he says like, "Aren't you a little short?" And he goes, "Oh, you're discriminating against
1: me because of my uh, height." And he goes, oh, "Oh no 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 no.
0: no, no.
1: Uh, we accept vertically challenged people. Yeah. Yes. Yes." <laughs> <laughs> so I think and that's when he was saying he's challenged so maybe it's just in saying he's challenged is that he's vertically challenged oh I see because ah. vertically challenged is also in quotes So see we okay. talked our way through it we got there got there we got there okay
0: well uh, so a pretty solid uh, pinky the brain one i i think we were talking before the the show that you know yeah this this one could you know translate with you know with some tweaks here and there probably to an actual animated uh you mm-hmm. know sesh, you know section of uh, the show so
2: yeah it felt like an animated t- short for me yeah.
0: which is always i think the the goal yeah. uh, when i read these comics is if does it feel at least close to the actual thing And
2: some of the artwork is better than some of the early animation in the show.
0: That is very true. (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and talk about our next segment. And this is Katie Kaboom in Baby Boomer.
1: She's Katie Kaboom, Katie Kaboom. She lives in a house with a garden in bloom. Her family knows that anytime soon. Their little lady Katie goes kaboom.
0: And Baby Boomer was written by Dana Curtin. The art was lo- by Lero- Leonardo Baltic from Soul Studio and Scott McRae. Lettered by Lorena Mappa and colored by Dave Tangue. Nathan, it's time for Katie
1: Kaboom to come back. Woo! What happens in Baby Boomer? It's everyone's favorite. Um, so we have these uh, a couple here. We've never seen them before, but they're saying that uh, they've hired a babysitter. And it's going to be another family that will never speak to them again because their child, I guess, is so terrible. They open the door and, hey, it's Katie Kaboom is going to be their babysitter. And we get introduced to the child. His name is Alvin. He has a little stuffed animal named Bob's. So we got Alvin and Bob's. But, uh... Which is kind of similar to he has like a striped mm. shirt on kind of thing going and on, his, spiky hair and spiky hair. He has black hair though, and his stuffed animal is a teddy bear, so it's a little bit different than Calvin and Hobbes, which I is didn't what you mentioned. Catch might, that until just might, now just, when you, you said like it. it. Oh, okay, well, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it never registered. Are you serious, Mark? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and you we, read this twice. <laughs> I read this. I looked at him and thought Bobby,
2: I didn't think Calvin. He does, he you looks like. It
1: bobby from bobby's world yeah but 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 he's much more we'll talk about it a little bit yeah yeah. So, so anyway so he's he's interested he's he's introducing uh katie kaboom to his stuffed animal bobs and he's immediately running away from uh katie kaboom he's running upstairs and then immediately he puts on like a superhero outfit on and he starts shooting like darts at her um and even Bob's, as you can see in one of these shots, he's like, come alive, like looking over the staircase. So it's kind of exciting. Evil. Yeah. But like, it's kind of like, you know, uh, like Hobbs would kind of come alive occasionally because, you know, I don't know. I've never actually read the comics. But <laughs> what? <laughs> I got enough of it. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's throwing like pudding at her and stuff like that. And she's getting really mad. Um, He's calling her names like, oh, you're some like eyeball monster from space. And she's like, I'm not a monster. I'm a teenager. And this is when she turns into, well, a monster. Um, And she goes, kaboom. And, uh, you know, uh, instead of uh, being scared, uh, Alvin's actually like, cool. Like he uh, (laughs) is liking it. And the parents are coming home now. We cut to this. They um, are really impressed that there's no police cars um, outside so they may have finally found someone that can actually babysit. They walk inside and the house is destroyed. In fact, as uh, Katie kaboom leaves, uh, they see all the houses are destroyed. but uh, Alvin loves the Katie kaboom. She thought he, she was the coolest babysitter. Um, and he wants her to come back in the future, but um, she leaves, and then uh, Katie Kaboom's uh, parents are actually outside as well, and uh, (laughs) so it's kind of well, they they kind of I mean, they kind like... of
0: bemoan the fact that that she has basically apparently babysat in every house in the on the block. Oh, and that's why and that's why is every out. house has now been I thought destroyed. She
1: just went on a rampage. And... No, right. <laughs> it says
0: it says uh, it says well, that's another neighbor that'll never speak to us again. Which is and what they were saying at the exactly. So couple. yeah, so they they were like, and being that every house in the block has been destroyed that Katie has babysat for, hmm. so another theme of employment this time it's babysitting which was a lot of people's first job and i i'm i'm, I'm surprised you didn't get the calvin and Hobbes thing there mark i, I was thinking bobby's I, world right off the well, start and i just as, stuck with it as soon as you see that it's calvin and Hobbes, which is, is which for me i saw as soon as uh alvin here put on a kind of Spaceman Spiff kind of glasses. I remember that, like just those glasses are so cool. Like whenever I saw Mm -hmm. Calvin and Hobbes, whenever he put those glasses on that had the look almost like Ninja Turtle uh, triangle eyes, uh, man, I used to love trying to draw that as a kid. Uh, Mm -hmm. But Alvin's parents look very similar to the parents on uh, Calvin and Hobbes. And, I do remember, uh, yeah, uh, the, the, yeah the, you know, the, I'll dad give you has, that. the dad has, I mean, they're, they're both, they are <laughs> Now that you said it, it all makes sense and I get it. I'm yeah, just... exactly. The, you know, <laughs> slightly tweaked. The dad has glasses. The mom has kind of a, you know, shoulder length hair. Uh, they're mm-hmm. both, they both have black hair, so they change it slightly, uh, just a bit. But, uh, even in Calvin and Hobbes, he... It would be a continuous continuing theme that he would torment his babysitter, right. uh, and you know the babysitter would be the foil of, uh, of Calvin a lot in a lot of the ep- uh, episodes. I should say issues or or strips because it was Calvin and Hobbes was such a unique thing for the nineties. Never made into a no. cartoon series. Never had any merchandise. It nope. was just a lot of su- – it was incredibly successful, though, with just the books alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was I was glad to see it parodied in this because I uh, really liked it. And not only that, but I thought it
1: was a, a pretty good Katie Kaboom, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the better Katie Kabooms that I've seen. Because it's, it's less about her like having a temper tantrum, which is more like – But they usually come like, oh, women with their like emotions and hormones. Like this one's more just like, no, this kid's like terrible and like, yeah, and he's not respecting her. Yeah, you're just throwing, you're actually showing authority, and that kind of scares him straight, and he kind of enjoys it or something. It was much
0: more of a Hulk smash kind of moment, you know? Like you're making me mad. You 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 wouldn't want to see me angry, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And she doesn't.
1: It's not the first thing she does immediately. So like, because she he's being pretty bad to her like a couple panels you know so we get a couple panels of so yeah like, so she
0: yeah. tries to she tries to reason with them she tries for a little bit and then it's not until you know she get she got that that trigger of calling her a monster that she's like no i'm not a monster like,
2: it it felt like that they between the two of them they each found both a rival and then a friend yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. They, it has a nice ending, actually, with, at the end of it all, which they, I always like those ones with Katie Kaboom when she ends up like, like, you know, still Oh, everything's being,
2: fine! And her wine. parents are still hiding behind the couch.
0: Exactly. I mean, but this one, it really did feel like she truly, like, there, there was more than one happy person. She
2: found someone who understands her.
0: <laughs> exactly. This I was touched helping.
2: by that. She, they said she. They started as <laughs> rivals. Now they're going to be friends forever.
0: Yeah. So I would have really loved this one to actually be... A real uh, right. animaniacs, yeah. uh Katie Kaboom, especially because a lot of the Katie Kabooms really kind of feel. Oh gosh, I can't imagine like if you were to play them back to back because it really does kind of feel like almost like a Mad Libs kind of film. Right. Yeah, blank at least it, at some she's point.
1: like out of her house in this one. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> so, at a different place.
0: She's yeah, like and they, they could have at least taken... Yeah, you're right. You think about it. Like they never took Katie Kaboom out of her house
1: to right. have a. And you would maybe think, once. Like, I'm trying to think of. Uh, like it's it's so common they're just like oh i'm here in my house here's a thing that's upsetting me and now i'm sad and then that
0: is so that's such a missed opportunity you think about like cuz i cuz teenagers do well i i take it back i mean they're not like toddlers so they don't necessarily freak out at in public necessarily but it's when they get back home that they you know explode over all the things that um went wrong that their parents did to embarrass them um so, but it's still, it's, you know, the, it would be nice to have, have had them. Uh,
1: to yeah, make it was a nice change of scenery. Thing. Yeah, totally. Well, like, yeah, this storyline would be perfect because, mm-hmm. mm, yeah.
2: And it it's a quick, short story. And yeah, so I just, and I cool thought it was
0: cameo. touching.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's go ahead and move on to the last story of today. And this one's called Career Opportunities. Career Flop Opportunities was written by Dana Curtin. It was penciled by Omar Aranda from Soul Studios, inked by Scott McRae, and lettered by Lorena Mappa and colored by Joe Munoz. And this is <laughs> this is essentially what happens: is the Warners destroy part of the, the like a, the studio or something like that? Right? This is this is they are. They go into a meeting here with – with, I want to say Dr. Plotz. Dr. Scratch and Sniff and Mr. Plots, and there was an explosion. It says there was a disaster movie, and like uh, William – there was William Shatner, uh, you know, was involved. Enough his hair. Yeah, but don't worry, his hair is growing back, and and all this kind of stuff. And his Plots, real hair is growing yes. back, <laughs> so you won't have to worry about the toupee. So we actually saved you money, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And Plots just says you're fired, and well, Doctor Scratch and Sniff quickly says, you know, you can't fire them; they don't actually work here. Which, yeah, I actually thought, like, yeah, why didn't Plots actually? Ever fire the you know mourners, but yeah, I guess for some unknown reason they have to stay at the the Warner Brothers lot. <laughs> um Although, which which begs me just to wonder why they were off the lot to begin with in the reboot. Like, start, there's so many unanswered questions in that first episode. Like, why they had to return to the? St- you
1: think why they the, had the, to their, return? that yeah. was their yeah. question. clones. They're clones. <laughs> They're, They're clones. reanimated. They re-animated. We were reanimated. Cold. And that's true. why that's where they've been this they whole time. They put a little
0: frog DNA in there, and then yeah, they came back differently.
1: Because so, that's the only explanation of why they would have no memories of outside the lot as well. Apparently, so.
0: well, anyway, back but to they, this don't story. Don't
1: they like own the? They're the Warner Brothers, so yeah, they well, like, think, like. I think they own the lot, so they, I don't think they could be fired. They, right? they don't own the lot.
0: They're 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 named after the 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 Warner Brothers. Remember in the the one. Uh, were just watching the the episode where they were shaking hands with the actual Warners. I don't Mm. know. But the the fact is they can't get fired. That's that's what it comes down to. The Warners cannot be
1: kicked off the lot. They've worked there longer than Plots has.
0: Yes. So uh, they have a job for them instead. And instead it's a job in a a studio far, far away from the lot. And this is at a different different movie studio. Uh, This is over at the Adult whimsy lot. And I caught that reference. I was Adult, adult whimsy. And and at first they're talking about they're going to see the gloved one, which I thought, are they talking about Michael Jackson when I first saw this gloved one thing? So did they. And so did they. But yeah. it's not. It's actually Mickey Mouse or oh, some sort of weird I, version I didn't of him. I get the reference. Yes, yeah, Mickey, was- <laughs> Mickey Rat. This is. This Mickey Mouse uh, is is a little bit. He's a little taller than Yakko, I would say. He has some facial hair, so he uh, and he's at first dressed up in a Carmen Miranda uh, outfit. Uh, Always this, a classic. Yes. Whenever in doubt, just put a Carmen Carmen We're Miranda on a, your head. Yeah, exactly. Always funny. So basically, Mickey here or wh- whatever he is, not Mickey, uh, is having a an identity crisis or at least a a crisis where people are worried that he's he's cross-dressing and that he's he's doing some sort of scandalous things so he has part of
2: his newest animated movie yeah the a caribbean influenced musical version of apocalypse now
0: yes called (laughs) apocalypso Oh mm-hmm. a, a, yeah, Apocalypso. That's how it's called, pronounced. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the, so the Warners are basically like the interns on this right here, right? They have to kind of help them out on the the lot, and uh, you know, Mickey, Mickey is not Mickey. Not Mickey. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> not Mickey is is a real jerk to the to the Warners in this, but you know, they they mess around with them a bit, and you know, knock them on the head with the baseball, uh, but gosh well, i read this why don't i remember anything uh, sure. like i'm literally i read it this morning i was like oh yeah i remember this morning i remember this and then i'm looking at it now and i'm going what is this thing like See, beforehand um,
2: we were like these were so good and we were like i don't remember any of
0: it yeah exactly he talks to dot about uh you know going to help him with dictation uh take dictation she goes oh, i never touched the stuff it means take a letter take it where uh no don't you know shorthand no we've never met so this again it's kind of like temporary insanity jokes yeah I'm like that they, they did all these same they did the same jokes but they're better in temporary insanity yeah uh, at any rate <laughs> Mickey eventually locks them away and uh Wacko is trying to uh uh try to show off his armpit uh, noises and he locks them in a sound booth where they can't be heard and. Well, Wacko fixes that because he decides to go turn on the air conditioning. However, it's actually the broadcast volume throughout the entire lot. And so Wacko, who is trying to get his armpit noises heard, uh, makes the noise over the intercom on the sound tsunami level, which ends up destroying... The entire studio, the entire studio the same thing they
2: did at Warner Brothers at the beginning.
0: Yeah, exactly. So now that that's happened, they are welcomed back to Warner Brothers with open it arms. Destroyed the competition, exactly. So uh, you know, there's the that's that's basically it. <laughs> they they say, uh, could you could you rep- oh, please tell me, children, tell me if you learned something. And uh, Wacko says, "No matter where you where you are, that dial is definitely, positively, absolutely not the air conditioner." Yeah. Mm. And then we, of course, we we actually end this episode with a wheel of morality, and turn, turn, turn. yeah. So and it kind of looks it's a different angles and stuff. So it's that's interesting for yeah. The, it's different
1: animation this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, it's a lot less animation. It seems like they yeah, really could have. They're not less moving animation. as much. They're but not. it's different, so because usually it's the same. So usually they
2: move. This time they're not.
1: Yes, exactly. Well, it, here the the uh,
0: the lesson is: you can pick your boss and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your boss's nose unless, unless he, he orders a- you to.
2: Yes, which in case quit.
0: Absolutely, which is a great uh, uh, follow-up to that classic line. <laughs> and there you go. That is our issue right here. Uh, and boy, that that. That last part right there with the the Warners, I remember thinking like, oh, this is going to be a great setup here. We have Mickey Mouse. And going through that story again, I literally could not remember much at all about what the heck was going on in that story. It's the weirdest thing because um, I remember reading it this morning and saying, oh, yeah, that's, that's what happened. And then looking at the panels again just now, I'm going, what the heck is going on right here? I don't remember any of this. So... A, a pretty strong uh, "Pinky in the Brain" and "Katie Kaboom." The mm-hmm. Warner segment kind of, kind of, uh, wah, wah, kind of peters wah, wah, out, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. What? What?
2: They it did make a Friday the Thirteenth reference.
0: Oh, what was that? When they're
2: harassing not Mickey, and he says, "I'll have you know, my winsome giggle just slays the audience." And Yakko says, "So you're the Jason of comedy."
0: Ah, mm. Jason Voorhees from the
2: Friday the Thirteenth.
0: That's right. All that and much more. Laughable, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. So the 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 Warner segment, it, it 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 was it was kind of disappointing that they had like the, like the reboot. The,
2: it was yeah. the weakest part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you really you really uh, had an opportunity right here. Like they're going up to a fake mickey mouse guy you know like this is yeah perfect like, the premise seems like it should work i would totally think, like you have to work at the disney studio for a day like what are you going to do there and instead they kind of just did like it could have been any boss that they were want to know with. what
2: happened to plots office he's in like a closet compared to
1: <laughs> the big the big office he's usually in yeah, uh, yeah. I assume well, it got destroyed when the Warners destroyed the whole lot. Ah, uh,
2: it looks like he's in like a trailer.
1: Yep, yeah. he's in one of those portables that they do for mm. construction.
0: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 kind of yeah, it's kind of a disappointment that it didn't really go anywhere with that. I was but,
2: wondering if there was a page missing because it kind of just starts right. At, it feels like the middle of the story with Wacko, Yakko, and Dot talking.
0: Yeah, yeah. In the first panel,
2: I I kept flipping back, and I'm like, wait a minute.
0: Are we missing something? Which technically we could have because this is, of course, we were going off of a scan and <laughs> technically that somebody could have missed a page. But I don't think so because it takes just a while for that title uh, page to come. It comes later after all page, that yeah. Uh, this is, uh what do they call it, in media res, right? In the middle of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we come right into the middle of the action, which we was... We start
1: off with, like, a cliffhanger, and yeah, like, yeah. oh, man. Yeah, it just, I don't know, yeah. Are they going to get fired? And but it, yeah. it,
0: definitely an awkward, an awkward beginning. Uh, yeah. That, that didn't, and that awkwardness never really kind of went away. We have
2: to wait for the special edition, the extended cut.
0: Exactly. So we'll wait for the special edition of this comic because uh, well, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating and explain why. Well, out of five water towers I don't know why I said it like that, but out of five water towers, how many would you give this Issue of the Animaniacs comic book. Uh, Mark, you're our guest. What do you think?
2: Okay, well, um, since I'm filling in for Kelly and I'm also a Spielberg fan, for the lack of mentioning of Spielberg at all in the comic, I'm going to (laughs) subtract one Water Tower. All right. But I really enjoyed the artwork. I guess a shout out to. Walter Carzone and Leonardo Those, they're fantastic. Give them a follow. Um, I give it three, three and a half, maybe. Oh. Three, three and a half.
0: Three, three and a half. Okay, so you, you pick pick one of those, audience. You, we'll let you flip a coin, <laughs> and you can decide. You be the judge.
1: Nathan, what about you? Uh, this is hard because, you know, there's definitely pages missing. Mm. I can – I mean – they're probably ads, but I like the ads too. So yeah. they've they've at least taken well, out. We're ads. not judging the scan. We're judging no, the. C- I know, but so it makes it hard <laughs> for me to really. So I guess based on just the pages I have, I can only assume the pages that were gone were would make it even better, right? So I'll <laughs> give it three and a half. So there we go. That'll Get round it day up day. for me. Yeah. All right. But yeah, there's they have page numbers on our scan, and yeah, and there's there should be missing. 32 pages, and there's is not yeah for anybody
0: in the future if you're scanning comics that you probably shouldn't be scanning scan the scan the advertisements because
2: we we need x-ray specs and sea monkeys
0: yeah and it's always fun to it's always fun to know like where was this comic in history you know like (laughs) to see to see oh yeah independence day coming out on video cassette soon you know like like stuff like that to know like Oh, I remember where I was, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, I'll go ahead and give this one a three uh the beginning was pretty solid. I really liked the Katie kaboom uh and the Warners One was such a disappointment uh it, it had a lot of potential and just it was uh so I'll give it a three real you know, a middle of the road, definitely not as bad as it could be though for a comics. So if you were reading the comics, I'd say give this one a a scan through and, and yeah. check it out. I think it's worth looking at.
2: It's got some good arts, and a lot of the way I used to teach myself as a kid, I used the comics as reference because we had to pause the VHS tapes, and those didn't sit still on the screen.
0: Yep. Whenever I wanted to learn how to draw Roger Rabbit, I got every single Roger Rabbit issue Mm -hmm. of the comics, and boy, I loved being able to just really study, okay, the bumps on Roger's nose and all those different little things to to try to get uh, better at drawing him. Yeah, uh, and all the...
2: all the work in here is solid. I I absolutely love it. Like they didn't. It's not off model. There's no weird like. What is that angle or expression?
0: Yeah, yeah. And not only that, but it's 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 on model, and yet it's not copying the clip art kind of you right. know, mm-hmm. stuff that you can sometimes see every oh, now yeah. and then in these issues, like With- some of the stuff I do. <laughs> no, not even, like I was gonna say like some of the I these... was gonna say it. So no. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I was gonna say like some of the, the merchandise that Warner Brothers has been continuing to pump out now for the past twenty something years, um, which is just so boring to me. I know it's fun to get new Animaniac shirts, but quite frankly, when it all looks exactly the same and it's the right. same five poses why do you want it? Um, that's, that's
2: why we'd make our own until T Public ruined that ex- for us. It wasn't
0: T Public. It was Water, It was the lovely folks at the Warner Brothers Legal Department, and we like to dedicate this episode once again <laughs> to the Warner Brothers Legal Department because they haven't taken our podcast off the air. So thank you so much. To the the fantastic. And...
1: Yay! They, they probably know have, we exist. So. They know we exist. Oh, we know. We know they know we exist, and we know <laughs> that they, they know exist. that we know they exist. So we're all know.
0: So you better and not. I know. Yes.
1: Well, <laughs> but what do I know? Well, we all know what
0: happens now. It's time to get to our contact information. Uh, Nathan, where can people find you online? I don't know. No, uh, <laughs> I'm on a uh, Twitter Django FT. That's me. All right, and Mark, what about you?
2: I'm, uh, that's art folks, all one word. It's the, that's all folks, but art instead of all, cause
0: I'm clever. Aha. And that's on all those. Uh, check out Mark's art is really fantastic stuff. I got it. It's on all the things. All the things. And, uh, and Mark, thank you. Get, thank you once again for coming on. Uh, thank you great. for having me. Absolutely. And, uh, as for the AnimaniCast Maniacast. Well, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, all as Animaniacast, uh, and you can subscribe to us all on your favorite podcast player. We just hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, so I believe now you can go to youtube.com slash Animaniacast, and you can subscribe to us over there as well. And if you're a super fan of Animaniacs and, of course, our show, you could become a patron over at patreon.com slash Animaniacast, where we're doing Creators commentaries over there. We got bonus audio and video and even decals and signed trading cards. Animaniacs trading cards, not baseball ones. Trading cards from, of from Animaniacs. The, you? No, from For, Tom Brueger. Oh. He signed. Uh, he's, some guy down the corner. Yes. Yeah, signed him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey buddy. Uh, No, You can sign it yourself Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Well once you get the card You can sign it too I don't care But you can get all that Over at patreon.com Slash Animaniacast And we appreciate your support Well uh, Oh and I almost forgot And of course we're a proud member Of the Retro Zap podcast community And you can talk to us Over on Discord And us And of course the other Discord folks And Mark's on there too on the Discord Mm -hmm. so you can talk to him. Sometimes he jumps in there to show off some of his art. And you can get a welcome link by going to discord.animaniacast.com. You can talk to us about Animaniacs or really any of the other rooms about anything else pop culture. And so check out that and check out retrozap.com for great podcasts and articles. Well that'll do it for today's episode. So for Nathan and Mark, this is Joey saying good night everybody.
1: Good night everybody